Welcome to the podcast at DC hosted by The Lab at DC. The Lab is an applied scientific team in the executive office of the mayor for the District of Columbia. We use science to learn what works for Washingtonians. This episode is part of a special six-part mini-series that takes you through the lab's scientific process. To find out more about this approach and our work, please visit thelab.dc.gov. I'm Sam Quinney, director of the lab at DC. Let's go through step four in our scientific approach, test. What's the best money you've ever spent? Maybe on a product, an academic or exercise class, a trip, or even just a nice dinner. What was the purchase that you would make again a thousand times over? Personally, I may have found true happiness by buying a simple cookbook. But what about the other side of that coin? What's the purchase that you wish more than anything you could undo? My wife and I just bought a new clothes dryer, our second in eight months. If we'd only known eight months before what we know now. When faced with a decision, big or small, we can't know what will happen in the long run. We're all human, so we tend to focus on the potential positives. We imagine more purchases like the cookbook and less like the dryer. Wouldn't it be great if we had more chances to try before we buy? In any sector, public, private, or nonprofit, it can be tempting to only see the upside of every innovative new idea. In government, it might be the healthcare program that worked so well in Scandinavia, the educational campaign that hits all the trendiest social media platforms, or the technology with the potential to make government, quote unquote, frictionless. But do these innovations live up to their greatest promises? This is why DC government is testing as many programs and services as we can before deciding whether to invest in them long term. The lab at DC is rarely the source of these innovative ideas, but instead we provide DC agencies with the methods to try before we buy. When we build new policies or programs, the process is full of what ifs. Should we make the benefit $700 or $500 per month? Should we have participants meet with a case manager twice a month or just once a month? As policymakers, we're trying to create the best possible service for our residents, and it can be agonizing to think about what might happen if we get even one small detail wrong. That's why we encourage our agency partners to start out small, and importantly, to use randomized evaluations to test everything we work on together. As one example, the Department of Human Services believes it has an innovative coaching model that will better connect job-seeking, low-income residents with education and employment. But they don't want to roll it out to thousands of residents without being sure. We're helping them to randomly assign a few hundred of those job-seekers to this new coaching model, while the rest receive their usual services. We'll see if that model leads to better education and employment outcomes before expanding it. On a smaller scale, the Metropolitan Police Department called us in when they were planning to send postcards to possible recruits for the police force. Before they sent those postcards, they didn't need to decide up front which slogan to use or whether the photo of the police officer on it should be male or female to know what worked better. Instead, we helped them test multiple options and to learn from those tests. Let's look at another way to test out our most innovative ideas. It may seem obvious, but we as a government can't be everywhere at once. 
That simple fact means that every day, public servants need to decide where to send precious resources, like police officers or snowplows. The lab's work in predictive modeling can help make that decision. Here's one example. Rats. Rats, unfortunately, are a problem throughout the city. But there's no way DC Health's rodent control team can expect every block every day. We worked with rodent control to create a predictive model that uses data about things we know, like where restaurants and alleys are located, to make predictions about things we don't know, like where we're most likely to find rats in a specific week. Our hope was that we could find rats before you do. Based on a cutting-edge analysis of historical data, the predictive model told us very precisely which DC blocks were most likely to have rodent burrows. But did we buy that? Not without testing it in the real world. We took the city blocks that our model predicted would have rats and used a randomized evaluation to see if our model could work in real time. It turns out that in the real world, the model could not meaningfully improve operations for the rodent control team. That's exactly why we try before we buy. In each of the examples so far, our agency partners have been able to build in a test where we might have previously just guessed about what worked and what didn't and for whom. But what if it's not possible to test things using a randomized evaluation? That's when we have to get a little more creative. Take DC's Crime Gun Intelligence Center, or CJIC, for example. The CJIC links evidence across criminal cases where the same gun has been used. In 2017, the Metropolitan Police Department received a federal grant to test improvements to CJIC services for the 7th Police District. Because the improvements were only being done in the 7th Police District, randomization was not possible. So we began evaluating the CJIC improvements by comparing crime rates, gunshot alerts, and gun-related arrests in the 7th District to a combination of other areas of D.C. that were similar. The results will not be as clear as if we could have randomized, but it's far better than never testing it out at all. Sometimes a new service is being rolled out everywhere and for everyone, making it even harder to test. But that doesn't mean we have to throw up our hands and walk away. When the District Department of Transportation piloted dockless bike share across D.C., we used as much data as possible to measure whether overall ridership increased during that pilot and whether those bikes were being used across all eight wards of the district. Over the last two-plus years, we've created dozens of opportunities for D.C. government to try before we buy. So the question is, what are we buying then? The decision to invest isn't always that simple. But at the very least, we're making sure we know what we're getting for our money. Thanks for listening to the podcast at DC, a production of The Lab at DC. Our producer is Nellie Moore, and our podcast intern is Tim Madden. We want to know what you think of the podcast at DC, and we want to hear your ideas for what topics we should be covering. Go to tinyurl.com slash the podcast at DC to take part in our listener survey. The link is also in the description of this episode. Your feedback will help us improve our content and production quality, and it'll also allow us to better serve district residents and improve evidence-based governance in DC. If you liked what you heard, visit our website at thelab.dc.gov 
where you can sign up for our mailing list. You should also follow us on Twitter at the lab underscore DC. However you choose to connect with us, you can find more information on our work and stay updated on what we're doing. For more episodes of the podcast at DC, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Sam Quinney.